Jim Halpert goes on a booze cruise, Seinfeld robs an old woman, and Tommy Lee Jones drives a car that runs on tap water this week on 30 2010. <laughs> Oh my goodness, welcome everyone to the first episode of 302010, a name that surely doesn't make sense on first blush, but we will explain it after we introduce ourselves. I am, I guess, the host of this, Brett yes. Elston, yeah. uh, co-host of VG Empire, Lazy Time Network, and all that good crap, but uh, this should be our regular crew. Uh, who else do we have sitting with us? Laser Time's Chris Antista, also Talking Simpsons Kate Crisis is Henry Gilbert and other things too. And Fidget Game Apocalypse Widow Diana Goodman. <laughs> Woo! So 302010, in case you didn't know. Oh, you got to sum it up on the don't. top. Which probably doesn't make any sense. The, so the theme song, if that needs an explanation, mm-hmm. comes to us from our friend Dotfliss yes. slash Hot Dad. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, look up his YouTube channel if you if you haven't. He um, has a Patreon too. He yeah. sure does. Patreon.com slash Hot Dad. Yes. But also consider ours. But <laughs> uh, So this episode, 302010, means 30 years ago, 20 years ago, 10 years ago. What happened this week? Then we're going to try to go week by week. Mm-hmm. This episode, January 1st through 7th. Mm-hmm. And this will get fuzzy as we go, I'm sure. It's but weird. But that's the goal. And then I'm sure as we go, it'll be like, eh. Yeah, plus or minus a few days, who cares? Mm-hmm. But for the first few, we're going to really stick to this. But mm-hmm. So that means 1986, yeah. then we'll take a break, 1996, and then we'll take a break, 2006. 2006. It's a nostalgia bomb you can't escape. Oh, at yeah. the end of the year, I'm so excited, The Departed. God, it's only going to be 50 episodes and we're going to get there. <laughs> Man, that yeah. rat. I can't wait to talk about that rat. Yeah, I, right. I like that the show has a built-in obsolescence. Is we can do this for exactly 10 years. <laughs> and then we talk about ourselves. And then we start lapping ourselves. So. <laughs> And we're then only, we can talk about, yeah, yeah 302010 debuted this week. We'll have to extend it to 2046, team. We are only two years away from doing 10 years ago was Talk Radar. Wow. <laughs> Oof. Jesus. Uh, but, so we're going to mess with the, 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 the format here a bit. Yes. But bringing us in, this is the segment about the 80s. Yes. 1986. So just as a quick example... Uh, Wayne Gretzky was killing it with his 36th hat trick of the season. <laughs> I don't know what that means. But more importantly, <laughs> gas in 1986 was 80, 89 cents a 89 gallon. 89 cents a gallon. Mm-hmm. Which, that repeat that price would repeat in 98. Because I remember in high school, gas yeah. was yeah. super cheap. And then the 2000s happened. And, well, uh, it, it, I haven't it, owned a car in a decade, I so back, I don't know what price gas I went is. back home to Florida this break. It was like 195 yeah, again. It's it was like, like it's half the price it was yes, when I sold my car it was sub eight $2. years ago. And it's still like 250 mm-hmm. out here. Thanks, Obama. Uh, yeah, <laughs> not yet. Um, coming in January first, nineteen eighty six. Weird. Uh, it's we mentioned movies, yeah. and this is a show that will cover movies, games, anything that pop culture, pop culture landscape. in general. So, the number one movie this week that came in from the prior year. Drago is the most perfectly trained athlete ever. Oh, oh. oh no! Whatever he hits, he destroys. <laughs> He could have stopped the fight. Apollo Creed has been murdered. Man, they spoil Apollo Creed's murder in the trailer? They do? I mean, he looks pretty concerned. And he looks pretty dead. 
So this was did not come out, but number one movie of the week. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't, when did this originally come out? I guess Rocky Ford, it, probably eighty five, late eighty five, December eighty five. I yeah. bet. Yeah, that's, that's the rough thing with one. I, I, I don't know. I didn't put it together. Creed is thirty years after. Part seven is thirty years after yeah, part no, four. I, mm-hmm. I, Michael and I were talking about this. It's so weird. Mm-hmm. December twenty fifteen. We had two movies mm-hmm. that are the seventh in their series. Wow. One from yeah. seven started in seventy six. One started in seventy seven. The seventh is. Uh, version is really good but it's also a remake of the first one yep it's all of those things Creed true. and force awakens and if you put in mad max in that equation of 2015 films that were 70s movies that wow. basically got a remake and a sequel in that year i think yep. we'll end up fi- I keep saying we've reached the end of culture and i mean we've, done, we've done it all and, and then mean, we just have to remake it man as we all know was a remake <laughs> but we were talking we I, I love the we love the idea for the show and then we started researching movies and like just television movies in general, it is a much smaller landscape of entertainment. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, Kids, pre-internet. No internet. Yeah. No streaming. Uh, nope. Yeah, no. Different people, the awesomes, can't talk about that. Uh, so, like, <laughs> but almost even, even every I, show airs yeah. in the fall. Yeah. And, like, and all, there's no movies released the first week of January in 86, whereas yeah. there's a movie for every week, multiple movies yeah. every week. Yep. And uh, also, nowadays. just the idea of think, getting back to that 80s mindset, because mm-hmm. you were mentioning, like, you were already, what, nine? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you're pretty aware and, like, discerning things. But like We were not. We were not. It was probably five going on mm-hmm. six, but it was still like this 80s and even till 88, 89. The idea of even a phone yeah. in your own bedroom, yeah. oh, my God. let alone with you at all times. That was my 13th year birthday present was a phone in my room. No. Oh, wow. Wow. And I yeah. abused it. <laughs> and I was 13. I got one, too. It was a Spider-Man phone. Ooh. Mine had invisible guts. Yeah, so did mine. Yeah, oh, man, it was we, awesome. We and I, I called my friend and played Bayou Billy. And I was like, <laughs> guess what I'm doing? I'm doing two things at once. But there yeah. wasn't even like Fox. There were three channels. Nope. Yep. There was well, yeah. well, cable had just started. Well, cable had, had not. Yeah, right. cable had not been rolled out in huge parts of the country. And like I oh, that research I did in the cable episode, that people were still buying those giant satellite oh, dishes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. To essentially intercept signals they didn't pay for <laughs> and get everything for free. That was still happening yeah. right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Three I remember movies, going to some HBO. like some friend's grandma's house, and then like yeah, the giant satellite dish, and it's just it's, like, what are all these channels? Just thinking about it seems insane because we're talking about watching a Japanese wrestling thing. If we can, they just settled the rights for so Americans can pay to stream it. But I remember being at my friend's beach house and like, you think we can pick up Japanese wrestling? <laughs> and it did. Point it towards Japan. Crystal clear on a twenty-three inch wow. yep. CRT television. Japanese yeah. wrestling. I remember just being blown away by yeah, I had a friend that had a satellite dish, and they could pick up the East Coast feed. Yeah. And we were on the West Coast feed, or they could pick up stuff. Well, they're sending it to the West Coast affiliates at two in the morning. We can pick it up then. I and always I'm like, like why don't we get a satellite dish, mom and dad? And I didn't realize it's just thousands like this, of dollars. It's yes. a, it's thousands of dollars, but it's like. A white trash hacker device. <laughs> that's what I didn't realize that that's what they were. That's I did see a lot of them where I grew up. So yeah. But speaking of, uh, we came in with a movie, uh, a movie that was not nearly as famous. <laughs> uh, alluded to in the opening, uh, I'd never heard of this till I this researched. This looks yeah. great. Me neither. Uh, Tommy Lee Jones. Tommy Lee Jones. What was your name? Sam Quint. <laughs> when the government has a job they can't handle, they get him. You are a thief. Hell yes. <laughs> Damn. So what's crazy is this Hell is a movie yeah. thirty years ago, and Tommy Lee Jones still looks old. Yeah, like yeah. he does. He looks young old. He looks. He looks deadly. Yeah. Uh, he yeah. Looked, he uh, you were saying man. like this is the youngest you've seen him. I saw him yeah. in um, 
what's it called? Coal, Coal Miner's, Miner's Daughter, Daughter, which is 1980. Mm. And he's mm. young, but old. <laughs> like, yeah. you see all the crags are just, just they're waiting to form. About movie stars then versus now. Now everybody looks young forever. Like, Tom mm. Cruise yeah. still looks like a boy, or he's, he's fighting mm. into his 60s to not be old. So, well, so, meanwhile, like, Tom, Tommy Lee Jones started old. And yeah. you know, I actually felt bad for him in that movie. He's the DDP uh, of actors. In, in <laughs> Space Cowboys. Uh, I was like, uh, wait, you're not as old as these old yeah, guys. The other guys, those guys <laughs> half of those guys are dead now. <laughs> Wait, yeah. James Coburn. Okay, okay but James, so, Donald yeah, Sutherland still with us. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think in four years we'll talk about that movie. Oh, <laughs> uh, but this, this looks insane. This movie is from the mind of John Carpenter. Yeah. Right. Black Moon. May I try rising? <laughs> so it is about a car that runs on tap water, and it's a badass car. It's a space car that looks absolutely ridiculous. Pre DeLorean, but yeah, it's post DeLorean. Like, the stakes are higher. Oh. I only wish I had Linda Hamilton. Linda Hamilton. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I don't think I know another Linda Hamilton movie other than Terminator. So yeah, directed mm. by Harley Colt. Dante's Peak. Cockless. Dante's Peak is one of them. Yes. Uh, written by John Carpenter. That's what right. I'm fascinated by. From the mind of John Carpenter. Yeah. John Carpenter didn't direct any movies he didn't write. Mm-hmm. He usually well, does everything he was, on He was so in demand then, he probably Whoa. was just like, I have this script, well, I, I don't want to shoot it here. I didn't realize uh, the director of this, Harley Coakless, mm-hmm. was the uh, second unit director of Empire Strikes Back. Oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, just I'm trying to do yeah. research, it seems like something like John Carpenter's a struggling director had submitted this script and it was somehow taken away from him. Mm-hmm. There's no other movie that I he's written. I don't know, written. by 86, he's still doing pretty good. But I'm saying he's at the height of his powers. Mm-hmm. Like, why is he not directing a movie he's probably written? Because he was directing They Live or working on that. Yeah, he's probably like, busy on something else. Yeah. Or maybe, maybe this was an early script he couldn't get made and mm. it got bought. And they're like, oh, John Carpenter's hot. Well, let's roll this book. That's the way I envision it. A, a yeah. script that it was out of that. his control. I just don't imagine him wanting anybody else to direct his scripts during this period. I miss that guy's trailer voice, by the way. R.I.P. I made $6.5 million at the box office, which even for 1986 is pretty good. Well, I'm guessing it cost more than that to make. Jamming the holograms made less. I don't know. That car does look cheap. Back then, I wouldn't be surprised if we're talking a $5 million budget. That's You're probably right. They weren't paying the actors all that much. So the car is based on a 1980 Wingo. Where's Grimm? 1980 Wingho Concordia 2 designed by Bernard Bujordu and Clyde Ewok, sure. Uh, Wingho is an automobile manufacturer in 1986. Wingho Concordia 2. So in the movie, a copy of the car was cast from a mold used for stunts as well as a third replica that was just the interior only. I'm guessing when is Knight Rider? This is pre Knight Rider, right? Eighty uh, six. Oh, we're really. I want to say concurrent. Uh, it could be close to who concurrent. Who wants to look at that? Night. I'll just edit. But this part. I, unlike Knight Rider, its its biggest feature seems to be fireworks that spit out of exhaust pipes in the back. Uh, Whoa, yeah. Uh, Knight look, Rider's final episode was in eighty six, so oh, no. this All is right. like the same it's time. Post Knight Rider world. Really, it's, it, this is airing as Knight Rider is ending its final season. Mm. So you would think people are in the mood for a new cool car, but they weren't. I I feel like it was insatiable back. In with like iconic cars, Dukes yeah. of Hazard. Um, yeah, actually, right. Back to the Future. I had so much Dukes of Hazard stuff as a kid, yeah, which crazy. means I had so many Confederate. Which things. means you probably yeah. have a bunch of stuff that's worth money because you. Well, not anymore. I, I think it got purged in a ninety ninety two yard sale. Yeah, so. I think mine did too. And um, I did, I did, I did love that that the 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 generally they just agreed to like take the Confederate flag off of it. Hmm. And hmm. the second they did that, I went to Japantown. I didn't expect all of their merchandise reflected that change. Like, <laughs> wow. The model of the General Lee is, yeah. Huh. Uh, 
What am I talking about? I had, I had a big wheel that was a uh, General Lee. Did I, you really? Oh, yeah, dude. The Duke uh, bike. Come on. I was all over that That thing. seems amazing. And a Knight Rider one. That had Whoa. a sticker on the front. For the- I didn't have one big wheel. Well, no. we had a lot of space for it. Really. <laughs> so when Tommy Lee Jones was starring in this, do you think people imagined he'd win an Oscar later? Like that this- Well, I think seven. Nine years later. What did yeah. he win for? For Every uh, outhouse, townhouse, reblast, uh, and reflash. That was the, my first exposure to Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah, me too. But like, did he have a standout role in... Uh, coal miner's daughter. He did, right? Yeah, he's. He, he's I, I love him in Captain America, <laughs> but but like I think this was probably his first star push, mm-hmm. and it didn't go so well. Sure, because I don't know of any movies in between this and The Fugitive. Like I, he is I introduced saw, to me. In the I saw one that I want to say is about eighty eight, eighty nine. Mm-hmm. What's him, Nicholas Cage in a supercopter? Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's nice. Really? It's actually a lot worse. That it doesn't. It's not as much fun as it sounds. He's also famous for being uh, Al Gore's roommate. That's true. In, in Harvard, the game is over. I wish there were a couple of ways we could do this. There's only one way. She pushed the boost button. <laughs> <laughs> but moving on really quick to TV, which, yeah. as we said, is like a. a who knows? Because records of TV by week, week, week by week in mm-hmm. 1986. It's hard because, like you said, a lot of shows premiere in the fall. Yeah, I so went, I got like a TV ran for twelve episodes on NBC. Black's Magic. Uh, they had a lot of game shows back then. Yeah. I so yeah, yeah, I went through to help with the planning of this. I went to a website that was just like, here's everything that was on TV every day of a week. Like it is the old schedule. Mm-hmm. I went through. I was like. Boy, there's just so much garbage television in the '80s. Like, there's it was, only three channels. But, Why is it yeah. awful? Yeah, it's in the '80s. They they're just like whatever. It's an episode. We made an episode of yeah. something, and it filled time. Who cares? Like that's why Murder She Wrote is remembered so well because even though it's also just episodic and guest star of the week mm-hmm. and very predictable, it was at least like the best written of that type. Oh, and it's a great show. The best acting and best guest stars. And, yeah, and Cable. Like it's just weird to remember a time. Because I was alive when like Cable's like, yeah, we're going to make original programming now. And it's not going to be just two people sitting in front of something talking. Because yeah. there's not a lot of remarkable cable entertainment. Mm-hmm. You think of MTV playing only music videos. It was a young person introducing music videos 24-7. Yeah. There are no shows. Yeah. There's nope. QVC talking about products. And there's Nickelodeon, which is just importing animation from overseas. Mm. Yep. Yeah. And as far as... And Canada. And as far as video games go, obviously 1986, like... The NES is out-ish, mm-hmm. but soft launching. But like, what? Nothing really released this week. So mm-hmm. the only game of note I found was this game called Mindwalker for the Amiga One Thousand, oh, uh, allegedly released on New Year's Day, nineteen eighty-six. <laughs> I bet that's not correct, but considered challenging and it's kind of like a Marble Madness game. The, mm-hmm. the interesting note about this game, just a brief one: it was a, a game written nineteen eighty-five, like coded in eighty-five, mm-hmm. but was written in such a way that all the subsequent upgrades to the Amiga. Usually there'd be compatibility issues and weird stuff the further you get in with Amiga stuff, but apparently this is a game that, despite being written in 85, was like, nah, it's fine. Mm-hmm. For like multiple new Amigas on and on and on. Oh. That's why we all still talk about it. To this I know, day. man. Mindwalker? Is it don't Mind you Reaper? Even... Oh, Mindwalker. 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 Uh, there uh, were two TV things I did want to briefly mention. that The oh. Defiant One, there was a remake of The Defiant Ones. Oh. Which what is, is The Defiant a, Ones? Well, Brando it's thing. a classic uh, two prisoners who don't like each other chained together oh, and on the run somewhere and they hate each other and we're chased into another don't give me orders boy next time i hear you call boy that better be one around so that's carl biggest. weathers who yeah. is the star of yeah. the number one film this week <laughs> and is in this tv remake of the defiant one so i don't know it's, it's just the idea of 1986 having a remake of something yeah. where i'm like <laughs> 
Okay, I don't feel that old anymore. Yeah. We our generation didn't even invent that. Well, I think if they're doing a re- back then, they're like, well, this will be a remake. That's not good enough for movies. We'll put it on television. Yeah, there were some TV remakes. I saw there was a remake of Stagecoach, which is a movie from 1939 wow. with like Anne Margaret on television. Or it might have gotten a small theatrical run. It's like, why? Mm. Uh, there was also happy- also you know actually I can tell you why not a lot of VCRs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You there's a decent watch number of VCRs, Stagecoach. and the video stores are going to focus on new releases. They're mm-hmm. not going to have old black and white shit. Black and white mm-hmm. is boring. Wow. Then we need this colorized. Uh, oh, and then lastly, there was Happy New Year, Charlie Brown. Which yeah, was I was going to say it. That was uh, premiered on January first, nineteen eighty-six. Just yep. officially out of ideas. Hang on. Surely somebody has something important to say. This is pretty swinging. Ooh, all right. All right, now, so the plot of it, it was interesting to me. Crazy. The plot is very similar to a beat in the Peanuts movie, yes. too. That the new one or the first In the new one. one okay. That Charlie Brown is reading War and Peace. War and Peace. Which oh. is a plot point in the Peanuts movie. Weird. And that it, in this one, he again misses the little redhead girl because of bad luck. And the fucking lioness, like, steals the dance for the redhead girl. It's like, hey, lioness, what the fuck, man? The faces Charlie Brown is making here are uh, really heartbreaking. I, I don't even like women, Charlie Brown. I object I to this based entirely on the name Heather. <laughs> that should that be is, the little redhead girl's that, name. No, or? that should not be a name in Charlie Brown. Everyone in Charlie Brown has pretty old-fashioned names. Yeah. Do you know, ever met anyone named Linus besides Linus Pauling? <laughs> no. A rerun? But Heather, every... Second girl in 1986 was named Heather. Uh, I can vouch for that. That is my sister. I'd yep. still, I'd still wager to bet Heather, uh, Jessica, Jennifer. Yes. At this point, Charles Schultz was still like cranking these specials out, like writing Becky. the comic every day and writing uh, these specials. Yeah, so it's t- easy to forget uh, Joe Grunge and other times where. <laughs> Where Charles Schultz tried to be current in the things, they weren't good. But he doesn't. He did it all the time. I saw an article about that. Like, but that was what Woodstock was too for that generation. Yeah. That's how long the show existed. You go back in the original strips, which are all great, but there's all these Davy Crockett jokes. They're, yeah. like, they're not timeless during, at all. <laughs> during a time of civil rights, they introduce a black character. I mean, during a time of the '60s, they introduce a character called Woodstock. It's like somebody making an iPhone 3S joke now, like <laughs> or, a 3G joke. Yes. Kids don't even get it anymore. A Joe Samsung. What is a what is a Motorola? Uh, taking us out of the 80s though two quick songs uh this is apparently the number one song of the week mm-hmm. uh i don't recall this but i do this was a huge song this sounds oh, familiar God. but this is say you say me by lionel richie see like lionel richie i, I just missed that on entirely oh they- no i i can date this date myself even more i not only do I remember this, I remember the video for it. And based on the video, <laughs> Is I know... slowly walking around an apartment? Uh... No, it's because it's from a movie called White Nights, Nights with a K... Ah. And it is a Russian-American dancey movie with Gregory Hines and Mikhail Baryshnikov. Wow. Oh, Diana. pretty amazing. Diana yeah. with the women. I don't need that's, me at all. Gregory Hines, R.I.P., by the way. That's a great great combo, man. I got, you know, I'm yeah, watch it was, No, it, I, I remember it having some pretty cool scenes, because Gregory Hines... If, you kids probably don't know. He's a great tap dancer. Just amazing <laughs> tap dancer. People only... Not, Mikhail, not a lot of people hired for movies based on their tap dancing. One of the seven days. best tap dancers. <laughs> if our audience... Yes, actually, I would say that. And Mikhail Baryshnikov, you probably do know. Not just nope. guy from Sex and the City, kids. He's one of the he greatest was the old Russian dancers. guy who was fucking Samantha. This is the show for you. <laughs> both both, both <laughs> Brett and I are like, if you say so. Okay. Well, Gregory Hines, I think our audience would know as 
the guy who stole Miss Piggy's purse in Muppets Take Manhattan. Yes. Oh, yeah. And Pure Luck with Billy Crystal? Or is that the right one? I don't know that Maybe. one. Oh, no, Running Scared. Running Scared. Running Scared. That's the one. Yeah, he doesn't get to dance, though, so who cares? Taking us out of the <laughs> 80s is going to be the song that I wanted to talk about, which is uh, this album was released, uh, I believe, this week. The, the song, however, would peak later this uh, year in July. But... Oh, what is this? I know this. I believe the, oh. I believe the Fabulous Thunderbirds yep. had their album Tough Enough. Tough enough. Uh, such a ZZ Top ripoff. Yeah. yeah. The video is incredible. All I can think of for this song is just a sob screaming down the street. <laughs> Fucking sob. <laughs> All right, so we'll uh, take a quick break, and we'll be back with something that happened in the 90s. This inaugural episode of 302010 is brought to you by Patreon.com slash LazerTime. LazerTime launched a crowdfunding campaign later last year, and one of the incentives was to launch Talking Simpsons and this very show. So we want to say thank you to our patrons, and if you want to check out more of the stuff we do, including commentaries, bonus podcasts, uh, exclusive cartoon commentaries, and wrestling match commentaries, uh, go to Patreon.com slash LazerTime. We have stickers for people who want to give us five bucks, Posters for people who might want to give us more, and you can help decide topics on our various shows on the Laser Time Network just by being a, a patron. So, A, this is brought to you by patreon.com slash laser time because thank you, patrons, for making this show possible. And B, uh, support your pals and head over to patreon.com slash laser time to pledge your support. There's exclusive stuff on the line. Back to the show. in is from PlayStation 1 Loaded. Uh, you reintroduced me to that soundtrack. It is it, a lot of fun. It's a great soundtrack to a pretty okay game. Uh, launched in PS1 at the end of 1995, mm-hmm. but uh, for video games 1996 January there's not a lot going on either. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's pretty quiet. Mm-hmm. Uh, the PS1 is out. The Saturn is out. Please bear with us for this first month and a half. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, uh, and the N64 is not till September in the US, mm-hmm. so there's really not a lot for 90s games. Uh, so PS1 just had its first holiday, yeah. and for me, that included Loaded, so that's why... This, New thought, Year's Day, I was probably playing Loaded. I remember this being... This New the, Year's Day, you were Loaded. Loaded mm. was weirdly the bit, the biggest more ways than exclusive, or like one of the more exciting entries, because like, yeah. 
I wasn't totally like that, but like PlayStation ushered in the Polygon era, yeah. and Loaded was a nice in between, where like maybe you maybe you don't understand these three D games, but here's what a new system can do for a traditional hmm. more two D type of game, two point five D. We were all learning, we were all the, learning. The, like the developers, the publishers. Gamers, everybody. You're just figuring out what they could do. Also, burning through some 90s stuff, uh, the number one movie this week. I know what it is. Oh, I guess I was wrong. It's Captain Falcon. <laughs> You're a very good observer, Cole. We have a very advanced program, something very different. Oh, yes. An opportunity to reduce your sentence considerably. And possibly play an important role in returning the human race to the surface of the Earth. Yeah. This is great. And I, I dude... I was hoping they would say the name. Twelve Monkeys. Yeah. Uh, Twelve Monkeys. Which there are 12 is Monkeys in this. a TV show. <laughs> uh, I had to watch t- that show. It's a TV show now. It's a TV yeah. show now. No, it's tough because, uh, I mean, the, the movie release patterns in 96 are the same as they are now, pretty yeah. much. It's like, this actually came out like Christmas Day, probably, yeah. Yeah. and then went into wide release. It, di- it didn't. I think it was November. Um, if I'm not, no. I just because I was so excited, like I loved Terry Gilliam. And well, my, for it to be number one in January, it had to. Have I was going to say Toy released. Story because Toy, Toy Story. Toy Story is a good. Toy good Story bet. came out at the end of the uh, '95 too. Yeah, mm-hmm. I Nin- think also uh, Sense and Sensibility. Of course. Which no, That's honestly, a fine film, it's, huh? it's a wonderful movie. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> there's. One I think Twelve Monkeys was the first Gilliam film I saw. I think. Yeah. I, oh, oh, Nixon and Il Postino also went to wide release. I can't think of <laughs> what's my favorite Gilliam movie, mm. Time Bandits, or this. But this this gave me hope mm. that he could survive in a mainstream because I love Baron yeah. Munchausen, he, but he can't. He but can't. he did with this. This yeah. is the like, one time. This is the man. one time. I think this is about as mainstream as it got. Oh, God, the Brothers Graham, what a fucking... Oh, <laughs> and apparently on January 1st, 96, was a movie called A Couch in New York, uh-huh. starring William Hurt and, and Lena Dunham. Juliette Binoche. Of course. Lena Dunham would have been okay. like three when that movie came out. <laughs> it just sounded mumblecore <laughs> It does. It does. Oh, yep. 12 Monkeys holds up. And also shows that, hey, you know, you can remake a short into mm-hmm. a full movie mm-hmm. and if it's a good enough short you can actually turn it into a real movie that yeah. short is so weird the last yeah. day is so great if you have Hulu you can just watch it just also watch ahead it, of his man. time Terry Gilliam because not only is that short on the DVD and I do like it when they include really yeah they, but it was the first uh, the first time not a lot of people were shooting behind this like full behind the scenes documentary so the whole, whole time mm-hmm. 12 Monkeys is filming they're rolling camera so it's kind mm-hmm. of great behind-the-scenes documentary in the DVD called The Hamster Factor. And because Terry Gilliam made a practice of this, there's a great unmaking of documentary for his movie, um, The oh, Man Who Shot Don Quixote. Right. Yeah, uh, yeah Lost be- in La Mancha. Because he was shooting... That's the only footage you have of the movie that exists, because the movie doesn't. <laughs> La Mancha, yeah. my favorite brunch scramble, I, by the way. So, I remember when 12 Monkeys came sadly out. sadly not a joke. Brad Pitt was a very new thing. Like, he was... Oh, yeah. oh this was his was first, pretty, like... Oh, he can act? Well, yeah. he, I guess he was in Thelma and Louise a year before. Yeah, as a not, hunk. Thelma and Louise is 91. Okay, 91. And, yeah, and he was just... Legends of the Fall. Yeah, he's just pretty in every mm-hmm. movie. And everyone's like, God, he's just so pretty. And I, I do remember... And this one, he is ugly and weird. Yes. Though, I do yeah. remember one, reading one review at the time talking about how you can see his butt in the movie. Yes. Like, oh, keep an eye out for his butt. Ladies. <laughs> yeah. So unlike the 80s and in 86, TV was actually quite busy. Uh, yeah. And this this is one of those era, moments where you're like, man, the 90s really were such a great damn decade. Uh, sorry if you were born after them. I, I know. Like I think this is just Only the one. Only 90s kids are going to like this See, that, All that stuff. I don't get that. Because like, yeah, if you're either. a 90s kid, then you don't remember this. You don't this. know any of that you weren't no. a, you, Like If you're born in 1990, you don't remember 96 yeah, like, all that hey, well. Arnold, like, you were five and it was yeah. canceled. So yeah. well, It's wait, just like now, I don't remember 85 all that well because yeah. okay. I was born in 80. So it's like I only really like eighty six and up 
are any. No, it's, you know, that's yeah. why, like, I always say, I wish I could just watch an uncut channel of just 1985 entertainment because my memories of it are so vague. I want to give a big shout out to National Geographic. The last two years, they have an 80s. Have aired a. It's 1980 all the way through 89. Yeah, and then there also is a 90 to 99. Mm-hmm. Narrated that by is Rob Lowe. Rob Lowe narrating, and it wow. goes year by year, like the politics, the fads, like footage of malls, footage of like <laughs> like TV, old interviews, because it's National Geographic, and they got a lot of shit. Yep. Wow. So it is like, it is fascinating. And we stole it. And <laughs> yeah. yeah. But like, it's it's incredible. Like, I, I it's on the National Geographic channel, and I assume they released them on D. I'm considering buying them. You mean Nat Geo? Yes, I do. Now owned <laughs> he, by Rupert Murdoch. Gotta move fast before Murdoch. Well, speaking of Rupert Murdoch, like, his Fox network was on oh, by fire now. by so, that yeah, point. X Files so. is, like, well on its way. At, mm-hmm. And by 96, it's been on for three or four years. Uh, War of the Cockroaches, the Killer Cockroach episode. Simpsons was uh, Team Homer. Uh, down with homework, bowling episode. Beautiful. Great episode. Speed Vision, a cable channel devoted to motorsports. <laughs> Commences programming. Uh, I wish I had the sound of a peeling out car. Uh, I don't. Uh, Drew Carey show and the Drew and the Unstable Element. David Cross guest stars. Uh, it's the only real memorable thing. That's that. because uh, Mr. Show was unavailable on DVD for so long, I had yes. to buy bootleg compilations on eBay. Yeah. It came with, in like, the person who made this is beautiful and psycho because David Cross and Bob Odenkirk were not exactly known quantities. Yeah. He, he had a, a third tape that was all their guest appearances on everything that's ever happened. Well, so I'd it, pop this in and I'd watch, I'd watch David Cross's just shoot me and Drew Carey appearance. In addition to all the, Mr. but Show you can episodes. see it was totally just their production company, the production company that made Mr. Show also like Burlstein Br- gray. Burlstein gray. They worked on news radio. Guess who was all on news radio. Mm. They worked on just shoot me. Guess who was on just shoot me. They worked on, God, all these fucking... uh, I feel like we could do a whole laser time just about must-see TV. Just about all the must-see... Because I've watched it all the time. Veronica's Closet, baby! (laughs) Uh, It was way better than The Single Guy. Hang on, Mr. Cooper increased the piece. A very special episode on January. Yeah, but Mark Cooper uh, on it was January. A, yeah, it was about uh, gang violence in the schools, Ooh. and he's cracking down on it. Mr. Cooper was one of the... You know when it was a very special episode at the 9.30 slot on TGIF? <laughs> but uh, yeah. the most important thing you mentioned here, Henry, in TV was this episode of Seinfeld. Stop it! I want that ride, lady! Help! Someone help! Shut up, you old pig! <laughs> 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 Get up, y'all back! I love love that delivery so much. I'm dizzy. I I, I turned down $50 for a $6 rye. No, watch me. That's, Man, that old lady right. too. She's in all kinds of stuff. She's, yeah. I just remember her as Billy Madison, not Billy Madison's, uh, the, the Happy, Gil- ha- Happy Gilmore's grandma. Oh, your whole back's gonna hurt. I know. You know I know. It's the same. Happy Gilmore and Billy Madison are such different characters. I don't know why. <laughs> That's just. The, the, Shut up, you old pig. <laughs> but yeah. so unnecessary, this Jerry. Uh, it's like the second to last season of Seinfeld, I believe it was. Second or third to last. This was Larry David's last season. So season they did seven. the season without him. And yeah. then he came back for the finale, which back. everyone loved. And I'm rewatching I was rewatching them all on Hulu and man, Seinfeld is A really good. Yeah. B has a lot of continuing threads that if oh, you were yeah. like me and, and watched the show mostly in syndication, you never picked up on. Yeah. Well yeah. worth going through again. Yeah, they're on Hulu. Still really funny. Um, uh, I will say Jason Alexander might be the greatest character in all television. I yeah. never appreciated 
with him for years. Yeah. Just mm-hmm. his reaction when he's when he's caught with the rye on the fish. Dude, <laughs> everything he does is like comic genius. And, yeah. Well, uh, well, his whole family, his mom yeah. and his dad, oh, yeah. are just the best. Whole, the best part of the show. This one, right? He, he's he, he tries to steal the rye back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Is that the well, same one with the black and white cookie? Different no, way. that's when the black and white cookie makes him sick. That's like right. season two or three just, years. Wow, yeah, just just describing Seinfeld plot lines. But does I think it, does that it feel also... like a more innocent time when those were the nope, biggest problems? Like, I feel like that one also involved stealing food back. It did. Yeah. Right. Well, often food was a very treasured thing, like a specialty New York food that you could only get from one bakery. It's still hard for me to relate. Like, whatever. I want this soup. This produce is so fresh. And like, I've oh, never yeah. once heard any of you talk about produce of any kind. <laughs> cantaloupe. You got to get this you cantaloupe. And he won't return. I just watched that episode like two we weeks can only, ago. This is the only diner with the big salad. Like, yeah. <laughs> and I, I don't know. The, it was the an marble act- rice is just a funny moment. She made, she was one of every character that made a return appearance in the finale but mm-hmm. she was the one who fingered Jerry and Court as the Easy. guy who stole the marble ride <laughs> but also, that was definitely must see TV and also uh, Alien Nation Millennium which that was, was crazy. Uh, a single season I guess continuing it was just a special it was a special oh. continuing yeah, it, it like, wasn't even the last one it feels like something like somebody some executive at Fox had a huge boner for it because I, <laughs> I, I kind of came mm. up watching Fox instead of other networks that yeah. had all the cool cartoons and the Simpsons yeah. and like Alien Nation was a show that failed but for like ten years, got TV movies. Yeah, it just kept right. coming back. Yeah. Well, and like, alien... I, in my, my my mind, I kept getting this and V confused because it seemed like they just kept <laughs> bouncing around on TV. So it was like a nine year old. Like well, I guess V's that's... V's point. Yeah, they they both had different Twilight Zoney points. V's point was, what if fascists were aliens but yes. looked white? Then meanwhile, the point of alienation was... It was the was, Jewish lizard Illuminati underneath that skin. <laughs> well, meanwhile, the point in alienation was, what if minorities were aliens? Mm-hmm. And you still treated them like you treat other minorities. Yes. Like, you they, guys and your milk... And they, they, a they, topic they, sci-fi has never addressed never, before or since. But never addressed it with, like, quite as horrible a fucking pun as in the title of the show... Alienation. I, Alienation. I, it yes. didn't. It makes me sick now for some reason. <laughs> Alienation. That might have been all the booze. Yeah. <laughs> also, man, t- I I talk about episodic things that are disposable, but I love Law and Order so much. It is my favorite mm-hmm. show. If there's a eight episode marathon of Law and Order on right now, I'd watch every single one of them, even though I've seen them all. And this, the episode this week was I I highlighted this one just mm-hmm. because it's it's called Blood Libel, and they always had. A guest actor on it, but this one was like Chris Cooper's oh, on it. Yeah. Like, Whoa, Chris oh, Cooper! They I think got I've him. seen that one. Uh, he and he's also kind of the Walton Goggins of his day because yes. he's yeah. playing different a from racist. hanging with Mr. Cooper. Yes. It's not the same. <laughs> now, Chris Cooper's an amazing actor, but he also has to play laugh. usually has to play hateful people yes. like mm-hmm. hate mongers, mm-hmm. which he does in this episode. Yep. Shut up, you old thing! <laughs> <laughs> That's not the scene. Uh, that's what I watched. I, uh, yeah, I wish but, you could follow it with like a law and order. It's him talking about Jew blood and asking about Jews. Oh, that's actually a note to self. Get the sound effect for Law and Order. (laughs) Because that seems... Seems like a sound. We Thanks will, for listening to Pilot, everybody. We will want uh, to have this yes. <laughs> over and over again. Uh, I guess real quick, where were all of us in 1996? Um, learning to drive. And I, I can, uh, yeah, because you're in March, right? Yes, and I got my learners a little late because I didn't care, and then all my friends started getting cars, and I kind of changed my life just because like, I had to get a job to get a car, and then I had disposable income and all these things. I We're doing the show because we're all pop culture nerds, but being able to obtain my own media. 
Yeah. I was like the first mm. person to buy a DVD player, but at this period, it was just like going to a classic game store and buying all SNES, NES games. I was pretty into VHSs at this point. Yeah. Like actually having the whole home library. The blockbuster like, yeah. previously viewed counter? Yeah. Hello. Yeah. Buy two, get one free. Four ninety nine. Uh, I don't know. In four, I was 14 at, uh, midway through a year in junior high, and a junior high I hated. Jeez, I think I was really getting into anime at that point. I bet... I bet I just gotten my Ronma one half season box set, season one box set for Christmas, and then probably that was concurrent with paying for your fourth abortion. Just what? Getting, you're just getting laid so much with that. Oh, I get it. <laughs> At fourteen, you dog. Uh, I was in college. <laughs> How is that possible? Uh, I'm old. Oh, Diana. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I was in college. Um, I didn't have many. I, I was very good about not buying too much media mm. because I lived in a shitty tiny dorm and mm. I had no money. But mm. before I went off to college, I set up the double VCRs and I ah, like, yes, there you made, go. made a small library of like essentials that I wanted to watch my comfort food mm-hmm. or things I knew I was going to say, you haven't seen blank. You have to watch <laughs> it now. Force my dumb roommate to watch uh, it. So she you, was never there. So it was okay. Yeah. I, I had, <laughs> so you were that person in yeah. In French, we would uh, rent a lot of dirty movies and use the two VCR setup to. uh, You mean R-rated ones, or you mean actual? Okay, R-rated was like when I was seven. So maybe next year I'll go home and go through my VHS library because I was doing the same thing, Mm -hmm. and or my parents hated paying for extra cable, but those free previews of HBO. Do they still do those? Anyway, the worthless tapes of horrible movie combinations, Mm -hmm. and it just reminds me of my favorite because I one off HBO, one I taped from a rental, Godfather Two. Honey, I blew up the kid. The, the most <laughs> worthless double feature in history. I yeah. dubbed. It ensures a healthy mix of the rich and the ignorant. Yeah. I dubbed UFC DVDs. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. See, yeah, going off to college, I tried to turn them into theme DVDs, mm. but still, the quality on them was so bad because I put everything on EP mm. so I could fit yeah. three movies onto one yeah. tape yeah. if I did the math and was really careful. So yeah. everything yeah. looked horrible. Yeah. So I gave not a shit towards quality and no. which no. if you didn't matter. maybe like if you're listening and didn't use VCRs yeah. like there was an SP an LP and an yeah. EP SLP. and you SLP. could you could change how how much would Super fit on played. yeah a VHS so it's like the shortest mm-hmm. uh, would fit like two, two hours, hours. Yep. and it was the highest ver- highest quality you could get, which was still it still looks like garbage. In, in the defense of and home then video you could manufacturers, also... when you'd buy a TV show on VHS, they put three episodes on because they're releasing them of the highest quality, yeah. and can't squeeze them apart. Yeah. yeah, so then you could put it on EP or mm-hmm. SLP, and it's yeah. like yeah, you could fit six hour tapes were like kind mm-hmm. of a norm. I think there were eight hour uh, by the end a, of it. Right? Yeah, I got up to the eight hour ones with Simpsons just because yeah. I wanted. I didn't care about the quality. I just wanted a to tape that it. would play all day. Yeah. That's what I wanted. Wasn't there a news story last year that Sony or somebody else finally stopped producing Blank? I think uh, VHS so. Yeah, I think the CBS but... on our corner store, mm-hmm. uh, they still sell VHSs, I mean, like blank ones. And I was like, "What is this for?" And I was tweeting about it, and someone was like, "Oh, security footage." Yeah, security footage. Yeah, like that's, that's where it. a lot of people, especially mm-hmm. in cities where everything's old, still mm-hmm. they have a lot of old businesses that use them. This was a speaking of like porn on tapes. Ooh. This was Henry. I this know. this comedian Howard uh, Kramer has this great observation about how if you back then. If you rented a VHS porno and put it in your thing and it wasn't rewound to the beginning, <laughs> you knew exactly where the previous renter came because they're like, that's when they hit stop. They're like, uh, all right, stop. I, and I, never, I never rented those, Holy but cow. I had a bunch. I'm just, am I, 
scan lines you can tell what part has been fast forwarded through the most mm-hmm. by what or paused or people paused. would say that if yeah it's been about paused, your, there's a little if yeah. you had a VHS tape of just like say Under Siege and you, you play it with your family like, <laughs> you know the exact well, the moment tracking yeah. parts on the when the that girl pops out, of the, pops out of the cake yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I want to say it was Empire the British film magazine when they finally stopped releasing um, VHS's of movies you could buy which mm-hmm. is actually a lot more recently than you think mm-hmm. um they just did like a special feature, a salute to the pause button. Mm-hmm. And they had all these pictures of the things that everyone paused on. And they put little tracking lines on it yeah, so you yeah. feel better. So it was like the the scary face at the end of The Exorcist or mm-hmm. Jamie Lee Curtis's tits in training places. Jessica Rabbit's vagina. Jessica the, Rabbit's the vagina. The for no reason uh, coming Tom to Cru- America. Tom Cruise's dick in uh, All the Right Moves. Wait, yeah. What? Yeah, there's, there's, no, they you can kind of see it's tears. a line in Scream, too. Yeah. They say, Cruisy Dingling? I, I believe bit. Rose McGowan says it to Nev Campbell. Like, and if you pause it, you can see Tom Cruise's pubes. I just watched that movie. Yeah. Wow. Really, you can just see pubes. Uh, well, I was a freshman in high school. Uh, <laughs> you weren't looking. Sorry. Uh, but no, I. Saint, yeah, I mean, we were both freshmen at that point. No, like, we would have been like sophomores or juniors. Started in 95 sophomores. to 96. That's freshman. No, 96 to 97 is sophomore. 97 98 is junior. No, 98 was 94, just saying. 98 to 99 is when I graduated. Me? That's four years. No, I took five years to graduate. Oh, so there you go. Me, it throws yeah. me off Never quite mind. a bit. Uh, but yeah, like I'd get my license later in the year. But January mm-hmm. '96, probably playing PS One games. Mm-hmm. Uh, looking just forward the, to just the Street car, Fighter the car being able to go to the movies by myself without yeah. my parents. Mm-hmm. Uh, like that '96 changed changed everything for me. Taking us out of the '90s is uh, the number one song of the week. Is uh, let's see if anyone remembers this. I'm sure you will. It's Mariah. Oh God! It is Mariah Carey. She on fire. With with, with boys to men. Oh, this, this was an inescapable song. Oh this, is the, this, this video is the king of holding the one can to your ear as you belt out something as hard as I you feel, can. I feel like boys to men has a lock on songs at funerals. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. Or at weddings. My grandfather no, just died. No, we the... cranked up. I'll make love to you as high as you possibly could. Have. No, what's the, there's there's another one. It's like oh, it's so when hard we to get say to goodbye. the hard to say goodbye. Yeah. End of the road. End of the road. <laughs> Uh, oh no, that's Bone Thugs in Harmony. Oh, sorry. So we'll go out. Uh, this song, I, I just have to say, no, I, I, I was in the dorms again, and the girl <laughs> next in next week loved the song, would crank it all the time, and there's there's a point when they're repeating and repeating at the end, and they all they all go, oh, they all do it so much at this one point that it becomes yeah. just noise. <laughs> it's, and I would wait for it, like here it comes, here it goes. Yeah, oh, 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 <laughs> that shows how good a singer they are. Right. Um, we'll uh, head out to break really quick, and we'll be back with more 2006, Ooh, 10 no. years ago, segment of Welcome to Diana's Classic Corner, where I steal Henry's M.O. and talk about movies from farther back this week than 30 or 20 or 10, like 50 or 75. 50 years ago this week, there's not really much out. 1966 is a great year, but not the first week. 
the only thing that's worth mentioning is Agent for Harm, the shitty James Bond ripoff that's probably just best known from Mystery Science Theater. It does have Barbara Boucher in it, who's in Casino Royale. Not the good one, but the old one. Uh, would I recommend it? No. No, I wouldn't. So, don't bother. See you next week. Shrek is America's number one selling DVD. Thank you very much. USA Today gives it four stars. Yeah, you're gonna love it. Us Weekly says, you haven't seen Shrek till you've seen it on DVD. Cool. It's the one DVD you've gotta own. Shrek on DVD. You ship us in stores today. Sunday, wake up in the late afternoon. Call Parnell just to see how he's doing. Hello, what up, pawns? Yo, Sandberg, what's cracking? You thinking what I'm thinking? Money up, man, it's happening. But first, my hunger pains are sticking like duct tape. Just hit up Magnolia and back on some cupcakes. Yo, that Bakery's got all about Bob Frosty. I love those cupcakes like McAdams loves Gosling. Gosling, 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 Gosling. Two, no, six, no, twelve. Make a dozen. I told you that I'm crazy for these cupcakes. Yo, where's the movie play at? Apple West Side, dude. Well, let's hit up Yahoo Maps to find that dopest route. I prefer MapQuest. That's a good one, too. Google Maps is the best. True that. Double true. 68 and Broadway. Step on it, sucker. What you want to do, Chris? Suck attack, mother****. The chronic what calls of Narnia. Yes, the chronic what calls of Narnia. We love that chronic what calls of Narnia. Press that chronic what calls of Narnia. So, uh, believe it or not, SNL's Lazy Sunday is Ah. actually over 10 years old because Uh, it was from December. The Chronic What Calls of 2005. The Chronic What Uh, of Oddly enough, um, just my old, as an SNL fanboy, not by no means the first digital short. Not even with the first title. Uh, I think that was actually started by Adam McKay, the Hmm. guy who just directed The Big Short right now, Anchorman. Uh, He started that and just the Lonely Island guys ran with it. Uh, yeah, I can't believe that's ten years old, and also like MapQuest. Yeah, <laughs> they're Quest. right. The Google Maps is still the best. Yes. Yeah. So, but I, I remember this because I remember this because also it just came out at this time was YouTube. Yeah. And yeah. what had not happened was SNL had a sketch that everybody wanted to watch the next yeah. day. And um, what ended up happening, I remember being on message boards. This would fly up on YouTube for about 20 minutes yeah. and then be immediately taken down. Yeah. And the whole internet was trying to find it and trying yeah. to find an embedded player that would play it. And YouTube... Uh, yeah, because that's how I saw it. Like mm-hmm. By 2006, like I'd started at Future and, and Games Radar. It, it and forced like, NBC to create an embedded player. Yeah. Because you couldn't stop like, the we, Chronicles of Narnia. Yeah. <laughs> which, uh, speaking of which, Chronicles mm-hmm. of Narnia was the number one... Movie of the week because, but they released you know in December. But uh, just that's in the Lazy Sunday Chronic What of Narnia. Lazy Sunday, that's no, what it, it is. Cha- Lazy Sunday like changed comedy. Really, yeah. it's, it feels too big to say because it's sure. it's a really lackadaisical sketch. No, it, in, I, it, the they, whole the whole break I was watching on the home of SNL VH1 Classic, and they do mm-hmm. they do talk about it like that. Whereas like people. Were in the seventies. We're talking about what SNL did the next day, mm-hmm. and there was, but that hadn't happened. You just had it, to recreate the sketch for your friend. But it, but it absolutely wasn't happening in, in that period with this new cast. Like mm-hmm. Will no. Ferrell's on his way out, and they NBC was actually excited. Like to, this would drive more people to the show. I don't think any other comedy platform had used like yeah here for free. Just come back and watch us next week. <laughs> Chronic, what goes 
But also, Dr. like, Pim and Red a million, a mil, like, this is YouTube comedy mm-hmm. right here. Mm-hmm. This is how, this is how um, the, the dudes we interviewed on the on the podcast got uh, started. Derek, Derek Comedy. Comedy. Mm-hmm. It's how Derek Comedy got started. It's how Human Giants got started. Yeah. Like, yeah. all these people, they got, like, Human Giant got a show. I've heard interviews. Human Giant has said they got a show on MTV because people liked Lazy Sunday and, like, oh, what's another video people, comedy video people are watching? These Human Giant things. Well, I, all right, I, give them a fucking show. I also don't, don't think, <laughs> I don't think Lonely Island gets enough credit for that because mm-hmm. my friend turned me on to that years and years ago and mm-hmm. I didn't like it. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't, didn't like the boo? I love the first episode of the boo. Mm-hmm. I hate every other episode of the boo. <laughs> um, but it, Lonely Island, uh, Andy Samberg, uh, Yorma, and what's the other guy's name? Yeah, Yorma Tico- Akiba. Akiba. Yeah. Like, yeah, they got all got hired on SNL. The uh, mm-hmm. latter two as writers. The first as a writer-performer. Uh, but they had already done that. They were one of the first people making putting videos up online mm-hmm. for comedy sketches. And it was not easy it, there was no <laughs> embedded player it's like you had to download this video and find hopefully a real player to yep. play it with mm-hmm. Ugh, real player <laughs> man well, real player was yeah. gone by 06 surely right well if you were stealing anime as much I mean, as you at that like, point you were using real player it's something that I don't I haven't thought of in years it's like check out our latest uh, comedy sketch there's no thumbnail image you can't see what it is <laughs> it's a title and it says like JPEG real player quick time yeah. choose yeah. which one you want to download yeah, yeah. Also released on uh, January 6th mm-hmm. of 2006. Man, and you can tell... So this is the interesting back, you know, behind-the-scenes <laughs> thing. Mm-hmm. The 80s, hard to corroborate a lot of information. Yeah. 90s, we lived through it and we're very aware yes. as a group. So, like, it's hard to filter what we think is relevant. And then 2006 is post-broadband internet where everything every, is relevant. everyone lists everything that happened. Yes. And that means more stuff has come... Feel, it feels like yesterday to me still, too, yeah. which I don't Well, want. yeah, by then, like... like I lived in California, so ten years ago I had already I'd been living in SF for like well not SF I was in Hayward but mm-hmm. uh, living alone in a studio apartment in by January? myself. But yeah, I'm January nine oh six. But my my life was literally the same as it is now. <laughs> I was I was living with my partner who I married two years later. Gross. And uh, like we had a pet then and we don't now. That's the only difference. <laughs> had the same job. Um. Well. Was I unemployed? I was probably a part of my chronic unemployment right around that time is when it started. That so chronic yeah, your chronic what? <laughs> unemployment. <laughs> uh, but released on January sixth, Grandma's Boy, yeah. oh. Hostel, uh, and Blood Rain. So we oh. all. Wow. Fuck's sake. So you all kind of know each other from the games industry, and thank God that hasn't happened in a long time. Like, mm. what do you do? I do this for a living. Oh, like Grandma's Boy. And yes. oh, I hated hearing that every and time. And I had never seen it. And like I've seen it now. And like I actually, there's several parts of it I like and find quite charming. What was that? That was the Games Radar opening. Oh my god! Remember when the uh, the missile would shoot around the planet? Because we did a top seven worst Uva Bowl scenes, and this, this the is number seven rain? is the blood rain. Oh, the blood sex scene. So the bloodletting montage. Uh, if Michael is here, he could... Right Cove player to get this to play? No, this is on YouTube. Oh. I'd say Michael is one of the top ten... Michael Raparez, your partner, yeah. uh, is one of the top ten experts on Uva Bowl films in the, in the world. He times. watched all of them. It was a bad week when he, when he really went after some of the drags. Uh, and that was like what he was doing with his free time for uh, hours and hours. But I've watched Blood Rain and Blood Rain too. I so, think I watched um, the first. I'm trying to find dialogue of anyone only, talking. You know... Like, this is just slow-mo people yelling. All the talking no, as, is bad acting, so they as, don't want to show you. Do we need to explain Uva Bowl? Yeah, as bad as Blood Rain is, man, Blood Rain 2 makes it look like fucking Citizen Kane. Which what one's about the one with the, with, oh, It's Blood Rain 1 that has... Uh, 
what? Kristen Oscar Lockett. winner. Oh, ben uh, Kingsley. Ben Kingsley. Kingsley yes. Yes. No, th- this was something I read in an interview with Uva Bowl. Speaking of this movie and how people say, like, how the fuck did you get Ben Kingsley? He says, it's easy. You just find when people are free. Working actors want to work. Yeah. And you say, two weeks of your life. Come here, film this stuff, and we'll pay you money. Sure. All right. I'm Ben Kingsley. So she's just drinking blood? Which I guess they're not going to have voice in this. Like, this is just well, no, this is our clip. We yeah. uploaded this yeah. well, also, <laughs> ten years ago. We uploaded this, and there's no well, dialogue. And also, in it. the I think too one of the stories was that Uvo Bull just hired like they were in like Estonia or something somewhere yeah. in mm. Eastern Europe, and he just hired local prostitutes to be the local sex workers is the more politically correct term, but to be the women like the nude women writhing around with with meatloaf, they were just local sex workers. <laughs> meatloaf is in this too? Oh yeah. Also at the time there was a question if Kristen Locken was gay or not now she's totally just, well she's bi or whatever, but she's with a lady. Locken is. She was the Terminatrix. Yeah, she's, ah, great, she's great in Terminator 3. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, really which, at this point Terminator 3 already oh, three beautiful. years old. <laughs> Wow, so, and this uh, was on her decline of like now uh, yeah. I'm now I'm the blood rain. Like oh, didn't break through, didn't get to be a character actor like Robert Patrick. I guess <laughs> yeah, I'm just gonna make crap. <laughs> uh, Henry also noted John Stewart was named the 78th host of the Academy Awards this week. Wow, Ooh. yep, he would hosted that. It was a good one. I it was remember, a good one. I remember I like Stephen Colbert did. Uh, well, they had. The Daily Show staff did, wrote did a whole for bunch it. Yeah. of things. Yeah, and they had like uh, a, I remember there were like campaign ads for the best oh, actress. My favorite was the Keira Knightley one, where they said like it was it was Stephen Colbert's voice, and he's saying like all these other actresses are making themselves look ugly for this role, but Keira Knightley is acting great while still looking like she has uh, cheeks brushed with angel tears. Oh, I was okay. like, I don't know about these names. They're, they, they, they sound very foreign. How about Reese Witherspoon? <laughs> That's a name you can trust. Did she win that year? And I believe she did for win that, that terrible year. terrible movie? For Walk the Line. Yeah. I hate those movies. I hate them so much. It was another one. That, you know, we'll talk about the Oscars when that week comes. Yeah, but. it's coming. Yeah. Uh, let's see. WGA nominate Crash, Good Night and Good Luck. I tried 40-Year-Old Virgin, The Squid and the Whale for Best Original Screenplay. Hmm. WGA adapted screenplay, Brokeback Mountain, Capote, Constant Gardener, History of Violence, Syriana. Yeah, that feels like Those so long ago. Those are all Damn fine movies. Yeah, damn fine movies that I never see played on cable and yeah. no one talks about it. I saw History of Violence and 40-Year-Old Virgin. That movie is so good. I'm like, yeah. I like every I think once a month I'm like, why haven't I watched History of Violence again? Yeah. <laughs> Crash is the only one that you go like, fuck, man. What fuck that, like, that shit. Yeah. Uh, and then the thing you uh, we want to talk about for TV, the main thing here was, uh, we mentioned in the opening, but the Office Booze Cruise, which includes Michael dancing. Oh, yes. Uh, and people so, watching in gross. So disgust. season one of The Office, not good. It was them yeah. just basically trying to remake the UK I, Office, and it right. didn't work. I forgot about because I was such a huge fan mm-hmm. of the Gervais Office, yeah, mm-hmm. and seen it so many times that that first episode they just remade it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Even their their it, best one of the first season was the only original one they wrote, which was like, "What race are you?" The, yes. That right. is the only good thing. Which shows promise. The, yeah, yeah the, the, I feel like that's almost like the the point where it it kicks in. <laughs> but then by like, season two, you know. Steve Carell got a hairpiece. Everybody's doing a lot. Everybody is more focused, and they're right, going their own direction. You got a hairpiece, dude. Look at look his at season one Carell, season one with his real hair, and then season two I think, hair. I thought really? they just changed the way he combed his hair because it's like gelled and back. Which mm-hmm. if you go sideways, it could look totally different. Mm, look at him in Foxcatcher, man. Uh, 
that's See, ten years the, after this. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, his, hair li- his hairline is leaving him. That's fine. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not accusing him as being secretly bald. How dare he? But uh, I'm just saying. I'm. I just, what are you saying? <laughs> I, don't I, I don't know what happened over the break. I saw an episode of The Office, and I was like. I, don't, I think it was too cool to say it was a great show, but I watched every episode. Yeah, I watched mm-hmm. them all. And I, but I haven't ever watched them again. Um, and I was yeah. like, I think I'm ready to do this. We would rewatch season four and five a lot mm-hmm. because uh, there's so many great guest Where stars. It, Idris Elba is, is a great guest oh, star. Yeah. Uh, like Michael's... Uh, I'm aware of my effect on women. Yeah. <laughs> oh my like, god, the, ro- the with his rocking... Uh, Ed, Ed Helms is rocking Robin. Yeah. So, like, he just punches his hand through a wall. He's so but you, you mentioned this booze cruise, because this is January 5th episode. Mm-hmm. Jim admits his feelings for Pam to Michael. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, and then they're on a booze cruise together, and uh, yeah, I don't remember this. was fun. I know I saw it, but I don't remember it specifically. It was mm-hmm. one of the... Season 2 was about the will-they-won't-they they thing, right, and, yeah. and this was a turning point just because he told Michael, I have a clip of that there, but I, I he tells Michael, the first person he's ever told he has a thing for Pam, mm-hmm. and he tells Michael of all people, which is just... Bad so, move. Again, as a... As a truth, I used to have a big thing for Pam. So. Really? You're kidding me. You and Pam? Wow. I would have never... Put you two together. You really hit it well. God. <laughs> I usually have a radar for stuff like that. You know, I made out with Jan. Yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I didn't realize. I didn't realize you also isolated this other thing. All right. Look, I'll tell you what. I'll give you fifty dollars. <laughs> we already heard it. You cannot turn down fifty dollars well, for a six dollar ride. I want to play the sound you made. Watch me. No, I, well, one, I, I was a huge fan of the original Office. Yeah. And uh, I can't remember. Dawn and Tim mm-hmm. never get together. Uh, they have a mo- they the share Christmas, a moment. You get no, they get together. That's how much they the, denied it yeah. to you. Mm-hmm. The second they do it, the, there's one scene after they get back together. There's like yeah. two minutes left of the office of them together. That's yeah. how much they didn't want but them it, together. So watching the office at this point, and like, well, how are they going to address this? And like after the season, like they're just together. No, for, season three, season three, season three. He's with Ann Perkins, yes. not really Ann Perkins, Rashida Jones. But and oh. then season four, that's when they're just together and every season after that is just them in like domestic harmony the sounds you played are a good juxtaposition because uh the looking at the ratings from 96 this week like Uh, nbc is so outrageously dominant yeah are seinfeld friends and this is the first time they almost recaptured that yeah but Mm -hmm. if you but as close as they got i remember we would i'm a comedy nerd so like 30 rock wins an emmy because it's always on the verge of cancellation but everybody Mm -hmm. loves it but it's also like if you off at the office's ratings biggest show on nbc must see thursday night I think had like a third of Seinfeld's ratings. Yeah, and it, well, because by now it's started, the internet's starting to fracture yes. everything. Yep. I mean, like cable it, but, is exploding. Yeah. But now, but now the musty night, TV night is gone. Yep, I, uh, I they don't do comedy for, anymore. Yeah, I can't Thursday is sure. not where they. Yeah, I think when Parks and Rec left, it was like that. That's Parks it. and Rec and Community, they're like, yeah, fuck yeah. it, we're done. I, I, I was always hoping like uh, Rashida Jones, like she was in this and then disappeared for like a year and then shut up on Parks and Rec, mm-hmm. and I was always hoping. There would you never want to do like a crossover because they're not really related, but there's no reason both of these shows can't exist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was always hoping there would be some weird reason for Leslie Nope to need to go to Scranton, <laughs> or or they're driving to Washington D.C. and D. Whatever they end up in Scranton, and someone recognizes 
Ann Perkins, and she's like, oh, hey, and then she, like, just kind of gestures to the camera, like, no, 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 no. <laughs> like, it may, like, confirming that she is the same person. That would be pretty good. And then she's just like, nope, 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 nope. If I remember how the news started, it, it did start off as a spinoff of that yeah. character. The character is released from the office in a way, like, we'll see this person again yeah. in the next series. It's very spinoffy, and for some reason, they just didn't bother, even though she plays kind of the same character. I think they realized they didn't yeah. need to be a spinoff. They also tried doing a Dwight, Dwight Schrute oh, spinoff, I, I, and they... Did oh, you watch that yet? Like, I think they made it in they did. Episode, no, they made they? the pilot, the Shroot Family Farm episode. Oh, yes. Um, That's, oh, yeah. Right, I think I did. Uh, but yeah, meanwhile, the show the show is getting a lot better there. I've heard the argument that why the American office is technically better than the UK one, even though it's not. I don't agree with it. But They're it was great. just the pure math on it is mm-hmm. that there are, <laughs> there are, there's the equivalent of 14 episodes of of the mm-hmm. UK office and they're all great mm-hmm. but just of how many episodes they made yeah. there's more than 14 great episodes of the American office technically they're, it is funnier they're sometimes <laughs> I'm just making a I, I'm just using math pure, to verify yeah. like this is indeed funnier sometimes. I'm just saying in pure volume there's yeah, yeah, more yeah. great episodes of sure. the American office there's, than there there's a painful awkwardness to the UK office that yeah that kind of oh, yeah. gets mm-hmm. shed for in for in, in like in a good way because like a character like Creed gets to be hilarious with every sentence he says where that doesn't happen with his equivalent but on me, the UK but no in the show the, the yeah they tried to have David Koechner's character mm-hmm. was mm. tried to be the same as his equivalent on the UK one which is just like there's no niceness to him like he's yeah. just an awful human being it's just one of my favorite worst. stingers at the end he's fucking that woman in the parking lot she's like my knees are going nearly done love and like, <laughs> meanwhile on the show meanwhile on the show when that guy was there he just mm-hmm. brought David Koechner's character just brings you down yeah. and then Michael just has to go like no no like it felt like the writers going like we shouldn't have opened this door for this character. This brings us to too dark a place. And you just look at the difference between David Brand and Michael Scott. Mm-hmm. Michael mm-hmm. Scott's a nice guy who just wants to be loved and is an idiot who mm-hmm. yep. sucks at getting the, yeah. the love he wants. Yes. But David, he's a David good Brent guy. David Brand feels like he deserves everything. David Brand is a mean person yeah. who sells out yeah. people and stabs yeah. them in the back mm-hmm. and just yeah. takes whatever he can. And is just a pitiful person who begs not to be fired. The American mm-hmm. that scene of like him coming back to the support group with a guitar and Tim just looks in the camera he went home and got it <laughs> uh, uh, it's going to be hard to talk about The Office again when it comes up uh, damn it uh, but we'll find a way our, uh, the number one song what? a tribute to her staying power another Mariah Carey song really? Yeah. Don't, don't forget about us I don't remember this at all no I'm thinking of They Don't Care About Us Ed, um, <laughs> At this point, I was. What is this? I don't know. I wasn't listening to the radio much by 06. Yeah, I don't so know what this is. The love theme from Brutal Enigma. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, for, for video games, uh, obviously, Ooh. there's a ton of crap that happens in, in 2006 at this point. Well, was but, that a transition year for consoles? Or? Yeah, because, like, well, 360 had, it came out. So we had the launch of, like, King Kong. Yes. Uh, the rest of the launch for the 360. A port of gun. Yeah, port of gun. A port of <laughs> American <laughs> Wasteland? Skateland. Wait, Wasteland. It is Wasteland. Yeah, Skateland's the DS one. Yes. But uh, in, in January 9th... I'm deleting uh, that from my memory bank, by the way. I don't want to know that anymore. Which uh, <laughs> is slightly... It's not really this episode. That should mm-hmm. be the next episode. Uh, but I'll mention it now. Electroplankton came out oh, on the what DS. A, tease. a, a yeah. weird, like, not a game game. They barely even released it. You can only... I think it was like a GameStop exclusive. Well, no, it was... Oh, you bought it on their website. It was, okay. it was like a points-only thing. Yeah. Like, you had to be a, a club member or something. And I remember uh, getting it... Club just, Nintendo. And being like, what? 
yeah. and like you could accidentally make some weird music. Just I don't know. It might be really valuable at this point mm-hmm. because it's might just be. so weird. Actually, I think you can now get it on the eShop. But oh, really? a, a, I think a box copy of it is a physical release of it is still probably pretty valuable. I bet. So there's one on eBay right now for eighty eight dollars. Pretty good. Uh, though I though I don't have that one. The only exclusive games I got off Club Nintendo were the Game and Watch collections. I have the Game and Watch one. Uh, opened it like a fool. Yeah, I knew I would. <laughs> I knew I wouldn't play them and don't want. Yeah, why them would I that. ever fucking play Game and Watch again? Like, I, and, and there's other avenues to do that. I don't need to open up that box. Uh, I, mean, I could shine silhouettes on the wall and you could point at them and it'd recreate the experience of the Nintendo Game and Watch. But that's more or less the show. Yeah, uh, for like twenty. It. That's uh, 1986, 1996, yeah. and two thousand six. And by 06, we were all 20-somethings getting into 30s. Mm -hmm. uh, Abandoning pop music, in my case. I was was planning to move to San Francisco at that point. I don't think I was more plugged out of the world than a year of of 2006. Like, moved moved to California, Mm -hmm. Bay Area, don't know anyone yet. Have a job, but I'm not really, like, close with anyone, so I don't go hang out with them afterwards. Like, knew Michael, but, like... Mm -hmm. Everyone has girlfriends and wives and, and husbands and, <laughs> and lives. And I would just go home on the weekend and be like, guess I'll play this guy too. Uh, I, was, I probably wasn't out yet, actually. I was working 40 hours a week and taking like 20 plus hours of credits to finish college after yeah. my seventh year trying to get a BA. Uh, <laughs> but really on, on the home stretch right now. Finally got that home ec degree. Wow, that was 10 years ago. Wow. All right. <laughs> but uh, if you want to listen to us on other shows, I do host uh, VG Empire, which is a video mm-hmm. game music podcast. Not about games themselves. It's mm-hmm. the music. Uh, VGEmpire.com, VG Empire on Twitter. Uh, Diana, what's the video game show people would listen to? Yeah. Uh, that would be Video Game Apocalypse, yes. <laughs> hosted by my better half, Michael Raparez. And that's on every, ooh, I don't know, like Friday, Friday Thursday or Friday, Friday. 4 a.m. Yeah, I'm, ridiculous hours. I yeah. don't know. <laughs> Around the time the show will post, probably. Somewhere around the time where I stopped seeing him for a while. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I host Cape Crisis, the weekly comic book podcast where we talk about the events in the world of comic books and the movies and TV shows that are based on them. Uh, and also, uh, Laser Time. I don't. I don't know. This is kind of. This feels like a more refined episode of Laser Time. If, yeah. Uh, uh, without picking a topic, but but given that this week, I think this should be our uh, return to. Yeah, this is a personal one of those personal episodes that doesn't involve a lot of pop culture. So hey, at least you have uh, your service somewhere else. Mm-hmm. But normally in Laser Time, we pick up pop culture topic and try and research the hell out of it, grab some sound clips, and I think born into this more refined idea of 302010. But let us know what you think, lasertimepodcast.com. Oh, and also um, if you like the style of this, there's Talking Simpsons, Talking where Simpsons. we go episode by episode through the entire Simpsons catalog. We are halfway through season two at this point, mm-hmm. and we even have a This Week in Simpsons yeah. thing, too. On We're it. never going to cover 1990, so that's if you want to <laughs> hear what happened then. That's your, that's your only place. Uh, well, four years from now. Four years from now. You think so? I don't know, man. That's, that's 1990, man. Right. <laughs> 1990? Well, I'm be alive in It'll four be 1990, years. It'll be 1990, 2010. It's ridiculous. Uh, but I wanted to end an episode. I kind of want to do this every every time. Mm. Just just to see. We're going to try to guess in this January 1st through 7th. Mm. Uh, celebrity birthday. <gasps> Ooh! Ooh. Uh, and I thought, man, 30 years, I could probably find someone who was actually born this week that is famous now. Hmm. But I couldn't find someone from this. Taylor particular. Swift. No, it's 89. Um, Somewhere in here. Where she'll, she'll come up eventually, I'm sure. Uh, but uh, this person was a singer-songwriter. Mm-hmm. This would James be... Taylor. They were born in 1948. 19, mm. Same year as my father. Okay, you said was? 
Uh, is let's say okay. is is uh, singer songwriter been reborn by accepting Christ. I'm Good. almost certainly uh, wrote two huge songs for two huge '80s movies. In addition to having music, otherwise two huge, very famous movie themes. I, I think you played a bit of it, so I. I... Uh, his most famous song is about possibly the world's most famous street or highway. Oh my God! What is this guy's name? The other song is about... Oh, yeah. I want you Kenny to play Loggins. a clip before I say it. The it's answer, Kenny Loggins. It is Kenny Loggins. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> he was born in 1948 on January 7th, and I will forever know him as uh, the Highway to the Danger Zone footage of F-14s flying around <laughs> Top Gun. Uh, and one of our friends had a really fun story about, like, he played a concert, and his entire, like, roadie crew left him. And they they forgot. Oh, they left him behind. They left him behind. And somebody had to give him a ride back to his yeah. hotel. And like drove him back to his hotel and he's like, Cool, thanks. <laughs> uh, I but, uh, nobody's fooled. But another good Kenny Loggins song. Uh, other January first through seventh birthdays include Paul Revere. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Mel Gibson, uh, porn actress Aza Akira. Who could forget? Great Twitter. You should follow her, it's great. Uh, Thomas Bangalter, aka part of Daft Punk. Uh, Bradley Cooper, January Jones, Marilyn Manson, Rowan Atkinson, hey. and Nicolas Cage, who is 51, with Kenny Loggins on January 7th. Hey. Oh, they share a birthday? Wow. They share a birthday. Uh, famousbirthdays.com is what I got this <laughs> So shout out to a site that is running so much script that it slows my computer down. But, uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's the show. Uh, taking us out will be this amazing interlude slash solo for uh, Highway to the Danger Zone. But this is Thirty Twenty Ten. Hopefully this worked. If we found a date that you think uh, we got wrong or you knew something somehow that happened in this exact week, let us know, let in, us the po- know. In, in the comments. LazerTimePodcast.com is where these posts. Follow LazerTime Show on, LazerTime on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll see you next week. <laughs>